encouraging, inspiring, and empowering mothers on their parenting journey. Welcome to the O Baby Podcast. Being a mum can be overwhelming and unrelenting, we know. Each episode, we'll be bringing you the top tips, advice, and words of wisdom from experts and industry leaders to help you navigate your own path. It's the information you can trust. Mama, you got this. This episode is brought to you by H&M. Hello and welcome back to the O Baby podcast, episode four with Dorothy Wade, Karatani Mothercraft nurse and baby whisperer to the stars. Dorothy has over three decades of experience working with babies and parents and is the author of two books. Welcome back, Dorothy. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you for having me back again. Um, Now, look, I'm super excited about today's topic. Um, It's something I think about a lot, uh, something I thought about a lot and spoke a lot about with my friends and my mum and the older woman in my family when I had a baby. And I think you're probably the perfect person to answer the questions I have. So I'm always curious to know just how much parenting has changed over the years. And if living in this information rich, everybody has an opinion, kind of social media obsessed landscape has made things harder or easier for parents um, of today compared with previous generations. I suspect probably easier in some ways, harder in others, but I'm super interested to hear what you have observed in your work with parents since you first trained um, as a Karatani nurse over 30 years ago. So let's take it right back to the start and begin with your training. Um, A lot of listeners might not even know what a Karatani Mothercraft nurse is. So explain your training and, and why you wanted to work in this field. Absolutely. Um, a Karatani Mothercraft nurse is was founded by Truby King and he also founded Plunkett and he set up this these hospitals around New Zealand that trained women or girls, we were girls to be really honest, um, in how to mothercraft and just to help people in their homes. Um, and out of the hospitals we were the Karatani Mothercraft nurses and the Plunkett nurses. And back in the 70s, and even earlier than that, the 60s, Karatani Mothercraft nurses would be in the nurseries. So we dealt, we were the nursery nurses in the hospitals around New Zealand. Oh, wow. And absolutely, I know, fantastic, isn't it? And then along the way, um, enrolled nurses came along, and enrolled nurses and Karatani's were on the same wage uh, parallel. But what happened was like, I was working in Port Hedland Regional Hospital and I was in the maternity section. Every time I came on duty, the enrolled nurses got to the stage, they didn't want to work with me because I did the nursery. Mm. So, so it soon uh, as the years went on, they started throwing us out of the hospitals because an enrolled nurse could go anywhere. As mm. a Karatani, we were in kids' wards or the nurseries. Mm. Um, and I actually, it was sort of an on-hands thing. I was taught to do the enrolled nurses side of things so that we had a happy environment in the maternity ward. So I learned a little bit more than just as a Karatani. Right. Why did I do it? I've always loved babies. And I have to be really honest, I was going to join the uh, 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 Navy. 
and I wanted to be um, a cook. Um, Yeah, because it's sort of in our family. Mm -hmm. And then I heard about Karatani's and my whole life had changed. Mm -hmm. So here we are. I am today. I'm very lucky to have this profession. Yeah, what a career you've gone on to have. I know. It's been, you know, if you told me this when I was probably, I think I went in at 17. I I started my training in 71. I wouldn't have believed you. You know, like as we were finishing our training, some of the scene or as we started the training, some of the senior nurses were going over to England to be this or that, but they basically went over to be nannies. Well, whereas when I went overseas, I went over as a maternity nurse. And then when I went to the States, I was a baby nurse. So um, it, it's a great you know, qualification to have. Yeah. And what's the history about that sort of training? When did it stop? It stopped in 1977 because Plunkett Society if I remember rightly, had approached the government for government funding and all that sort of stuff, and the government said no, or the government wanted it to be a paid um, service. Whereas if you came into Karatani with your baby, back in those days, you had to bring in so much gauze, um, cotton, a roll of cotton wool, because it was in rolls then, and I think there was something else. And that was what we charged you for coming into the hospital with your baby. So, it's, it's, so it was, you know, it was run by Plunkett and it was such wow. an amazing service. Wow. Okay. And um, back then, what do you, from what you can remember, what, what were some of the main challenges you found parents, new parents had and needed help with? Um, basically, um, when we did our qualifications, we were farmed out to sort of the richer suburbs of Auckland where they got really cheap, you know, help, um, to help them with their children. Um, and then once you qualified, because you had to do four months in homes, then you would go out and you would help families with newborn babies or with older children. A lot of people went in to do nanny work. Um, but a lot was helping with the newborn baby. So you would go in and you would live there for, you know, 24 seven. Um, a lot of jobs would be, I remember going down, um, Coromandel way once the mother had had, um, had been hospitalized. I did actually a few of these jobs and she was coming home. So needed support in the home to adapt back to her, her other children and her, her baby. So it just, a lot of, Karatani's went into hospitals to work. So um, what it, women's, National Women's, all the nurseries were full of Karatani's. Um, it's hard to say what parents really wanted back then because, you know, we, we all did what Plunkett told us to do. And I'm sure there were a few rebels there because Parent Centre was formed and that was formed because they were against how people were being taught to parent. They wanted the more, you know, sort of I was going to say like happy nurturing side that's what it would have been called back then um I think I think the rigid parenting back then was very hard to follow mm. even as a Karatani I, I found it hard I was working in the North Shore with a mother and the baby woke up and was crying and it was bottle fed and I said to mum I'll get the bottle ready and she said oh you can't do that the Plunkett nurse is coming in 10 minutes I said I'm a rebel I said, really <laughs> I said, your baby's hungry, let's feed him. Mm. Anyway, she took my advice and we're feeding the baby. And yes, the Plunkett nurse arrived and I got hit over the knuckles. 
um, because I'd started the feed 10 minutes early. So I think having very rigid routines um, was hard for a lot of parents to do because mm. it's hard to hear your baby crying. Yeah. You know, back in those days, we were taught to put our babies in the cot and they would cry and go to sleep. I think for, again, a lot of parents, that would have been very hard to do. A lot of people ask me um, why I never got married and had kids because I used to say that, and these are people I'd worked for, and I'd say, well, because you'd all be sitting like little birds on a white picket fence looking in at my home going, oh my gosh, she's sleeping with my baby. Oh my gosh, she's doing this. Because <laughs> I would have done totally opposite to what I would have taught them when I was younger. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. Was there, back then, was there, I mean, that divide still exists today, but um, I think people these days have a lot more openness and understanding to different ways of doing things. But back there, was there quite a clear divide between the people who did what Plunkett suggested to do and, you know, left their babies to cry and were fairly hard on them? And then was there the other side that, that you know were termed as hippies and did did all the relaxed parenting style. Yeah, there was there was a big divide, but you know even you know and the sad thing about it is today we've still got that divide going on. We've got sort of extreme left, extreme right. We need to get more down the middle. Take the good out of both sides and mm. shake it up in a hat and go down the middle, mm. and and not parent to one extreme or the other, but. Um, I think, yeah, I think there was, I don't think there was extreme, extreme because they were just starting to play around with it. Mm. But yeah, a lot of mothers actually um, did what Plunkett said because that's what you did. Mm. But, you know, we had Plunkett nurses that would actually come and sit, you know, you'd get a Plunkett nurse to come in and let's just say the mum's got five kids and she's got a newborn and the Plunkett nurse would roll up her sleeves and get in and, and help the mum. Right. We're missing that today. Yes. So, you know, as time goes on, things things do change. Yeah. Do you think, have you observed that mothers have less support these days? Or, you know? Or... Absolutely. Look, okay. absolutely. And, you know, and it's crazy. And, you know, I'll be really honest. It's time the government's, you know, sat back and, and had a good look. I mean, people ask me why I work the crazy hours I work. Well, you know, like I said before on the first podcast, I actually bought a mother a can of formula because she couldn't afford it. Mm. She, you know, she went to the doctors and got a script for it, and and yeah, wins will pay for it. But that initial, well, I need help. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's it's not there. It's mm. you know, we we need. I don't know. I mean, when for an example, when we had COVID, the first COVID. Um, I was working with over a hundred clients a year. Too many, too much, but nobody was helping them. Wow. Was I gonna turn them away? Now for that hundred clients, most of them weren't paying, okay? Because there was no support out there. It was a tough time. And it was actually really helpful for me because I live on my own. So I got through COVID. It was really good. I had all these people around me. But we need to start supporting our mothers. We don't need personally to bring back if it'd be good to bring back Karatani, but it's going to be Karatani 2022, looking into the future, not yeah. Karatani 1955. Um, what was so, the crazy advice that 
you yourself or the industry as a whole used to give mothers back then that you look back now and think, oh my gosh, I can't believe that that was standard back then? Oh, starting solids for babies at six weeks in the 70s. Oh, um, it was recommending and it's on the, it's on the history page wow. that solids were given at six weeks. That is early. Yep, but these are these, and we've still got crazy advice like that going around. We've got a couple of things going around at the moment that, you know, is, is, is crazy. Um, the, the sleeping advice has changed a lot, even, even in recent years, hasn't it? Yes, it has, but do you know something? It all, everybody comes back to that letting them cry it out still. I was on a, um, sleep consultancy I, so, thing, Facebook the other day, and it's an association. And there's somebody saying that they let the baby cry for two hours. Why the heck would you leave a baby cry for two hours? Mm. You know, they're telling you something. Sort it out, fix it. You know, and, and sometimes you can't fix it. Sometimes your babies do that. But you know, in all the babies, a lot of the babies that I've worked with, that the crime's not been able to be sorted and stuff like that, they end up with something later on. Like, you know, they could be ADH, they could be, you know, they, they could be borderline this, they could be borderline that, they might have this, they might have that. So even back then, they're telling us something. Mm. And it's about finding out what it is. At H&M, you'll find everything from maternity wear to newborn clothing essentials. H&M's baby collection offers cute styles and cozy basics that are not only kind to baby's sensitive skin, but also to the environment. You'll find the softest, most comfortable clothing that's been carefully crafted with your baby's safety and comfort in mind. Discover H&M's baby range at your nearest H&M store today. some of the the biggest change of your changes you've noticed in parenting now compared to back then like how what are the difference in parenting styles how have you seen it evolve um really honest the attacking of everybody okay uh -huh. so yeah. the you know and i can give you an example we've got the left wingers we've got the right wingers and i'm in the middle okay because I take the good out of both and I pair it in the middle. Now, if you're a left winger, absolutely fantastic. But stay in it. Don't criticise other people. Mm. If you're a right winger, which is where I did my training, again, that's where you are, stay there. Accept mm. it. Get on with it. And I can always remember, because I had to learn to speak to people. And I'm not great. And one of my first ones when O-Baby did the coffee catch-up, so we're going back a few years now. Mm. And... Um, we were in this, I'm pretty sure it was the hall across the road from where the zoo and Motat is, okay? Yeah. And, and we, some woman put up her hand and asked me a question. And I said, well, how long have you been doing that for? And she said, oh, sort of a few days. And I said, well, it's going to take you a lot longer than that. Mm. Now, by me answering it quite flippant like that, because it was a flippant answer, I hadn't really thought about it. 
I just answered an honest question. I actually got so much bad flack from the left wingers. It was unbelievable. Right. Now, instead of coming up to me and saying, oh, I think, you know, you were a bit off that way or private messaging and sort of saying, oh, do you think you could have offended the lady that way? I got all this bad flack. So I've learned from it. Mm. I had to learn how to speak. So we're not supportive of each other. We're not listening to our parents. So I think that's the biggest challenge for parenting is the medical professionals are no longer listening to us, mm. you know, and we need somebody to listen to us. We need somebody who's going to stop and listen, you know, and don't say you've got one of those babies. Don't say go home and look up purple crying. Don't say, oh, she'll grow out of it. Mm. or he will grow out of it they want support they want someone to listen to them there was um when i was doing some some prep for our previous episode on newborns i was having a flick through your um you simply can't spoil a newborn book and i was reading the the note in there from one of your previous celebrity clients um catherine zeta jones and michael douglas and they said <clears throat> that one of your skills is the ability to um, not just call on your own knowledge of, of, of rules for babies, but it was to tailor your approach to a specific baby and a specific parent because all babies are different and all parents are different and everyone's situations are different. Um, and I think that's the really tricky part of giving parenting advice because you kind of, there's no one size fits all approach. Oh, I totally agree with it. And I also think that, I mean, I'm probably, and I might be wrong, but I'm probably the only person in New Zealand that has had over 21 years back to back of in-home 24-7 care, mm. worked in hospitals, worked in daycares. And, and so I've got this vast experience. Now, yes, you can go online and do, you know, science-based and evidence-based course on how to, you know, be a you know, sleep consultant, mm. or you may have one or two children, but that, you've only parented to those children. Yeah. Any baby that you're going to get out in the community is not going to be the same as your baby. So you've got to be prepared. I say that I stand, I put the baby in the center of a box, and I stand on four corners and I look in mm. and I, and I listen. Now I'm a human being. I'm, I'm, I make mistakes. We all make mistakes, but I like to think that I, I, I take something from making a mistake. I don't believe that you blip it off, off, you know, Facebook. So every you hide it so nobody can know that, you know, you did this or did that. Mm. And it's quite interesting. When I wrote my book, um, you simply can't spoil a newborn. That section on self-settling and resettling, I could put 20 people in the same room and they will all have a different take on how to settle a baby. Yeah. It's really quite interesting. And that's why when I wrote um, Simply Parenting from 12 weeks to 12 months, I even made it clearer in that book to try and get people to see what they were doing. Mm. Okay. Mm. Because it's, it's everybody looks at it differently. We all take a different slant from it. Mm. But I think, you know, for parents, we've got to start listening. And, you know, quite often I'll, you know, I mean, 
I'll hear about the domestics, I'll hear about the neighbors, I'll hear about the in-laws, I'll hear about everything. Because it's a holistic approach when you're working with a family, you've got to take that holistic approach. Mm -hmm. And your way won't suit everyone, yeah. you know, and there's, there's one person out in the, in the community that is very left-wing, and I actually enjoy reading some of her, her um, posts, you know, because they're very similar to what I feel and think. But the biggest difference I do is that, and this is where that first thousand years comes in and, and everything like that, is when I'm working with parents, I'll always say, between you and your partner, you've got boundaries, haven't you? And they go, yes. And I go, okay. So now you have to have baby boundaries, okay? And then when they get to be toddlers, you do toddler boundaries. And then you do kid boundaries. Mm. So when you've got a toddler, you want them to think they win. We actually, you've won. Or does it really matter if you go up the road with no shoes on? Why fight the issue? Put the mm -hmm. shoes in the, in the car and off you go. Mm. So there's always boundaries within what we do. And that thousand days never stops. It continues on as they go on. Mm. So you can't just drop the thousand days. You've got to carry on and do things and have little boundaries so that everyone can can have you know a nice time and enjoy parenting mm. yeah there, i mean there's a lot to unpack there but you know I th it's been really really interesting to hear from someone who has been so involved so hands-on with parents and babies uh, talk about the changes that have gone on and I think you're right I think one of the biggest changes has been all of the outside noise um, you know how my parenting journey with a baby would have been different if I didn't listen to all the outside noise and I just did what was right for my family and I think that's all we can do really absolutely and you know when some people come to me they have got this so much advice coming mm -hmm. in they don't know where to go and a lot of people come to me because they want to hear one lot of advice now yeah. the thing about me is i'm not going to come in and sort your baby out for you mm. because it's your baby Mm. And you need to sort that baby out. So a lot of the med medical professionals don't like how, well, say, sleep consultants get in um, between the mum and the baby or the mum, partner and baby. Mm. And I think it's really important that the parents do it. I give them the tools. I give them support. And I put a lot of time in that. And um, they need to make it work for them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Dorothy, well, that was super interesting chat. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. And, My pleasure. And, you know, we'll chat again soon. We're always in regular contact. So um, thank you again, and we'll talk soon. My, My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Okay, see you. Bye. This episode was in partnership with H&M supporting you on your parenting journey. Thanks for listening to the Oh Baby podcast. If you've found this episode useful and encouraging, make sure to share it with your village 